generators, alternators, starters, distributors, tools, and much, much more. Proformparts.com, you find all that there. And of course, Crew Chief Pro, get your dial in and order the weather change. You need to know what's going on. Contact Don Higgins over there, crewchiefpro.com. George, what's going on, man? I got to say, oops. Uh, we Looks probably like you said ops. Uh, yeah, I said ops and oops and hey, hey, we were talking that whole time without sound. So when we come out of commercial break, you're probably gonna have to do that all over, all over oh, again. Man. Yeah, you love me, dog. Hey, you, that's what you get for talking trash about my seat. That's why I didn't nobody hear it. She was talking trash about my seat the whole time. Not one person heard that. Don't say it again. <laughs> hey, leave my seat alone. This thing gets right. me through the work day. I know it squeaks a little bit, man, but don't hold it against me, everybody. <laughs> Casey, man. Uh, Pretty good show we got planned on today, dude. Uh, hey, I definitely don't have any racing going on this week, unfortunately. What about you? Oh, yeah. I got We got the Roger Rhodes race, man. It's been rescheduled several times. Foot brake race. I know our guest today does a little bit of each, just like I do, kind of. I might not be great at either one. Definitely not as good as he's done lately, man. But uh, Roger Rhodes is a great place to go figure out what you're made of because it costs $25 for an entry fee, guaranteed $200 to win. I think it's 800 runner-up, maybe six or four to semi, something like that. They pay back pretty far, man. They give all kinds of uh, round prizes away, have raffles. Last year they had 175 entries because for a $25 entry fee, what do you expect, man? $20 buybacks? I mean, come on. Foot brake racing at its finest. All of you that are in the North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina area, if you're a foot breaker, you need to go to Kinson Drag Strip this weekend. It's going to be perfect weather for it, too. Yeah, man, it ought to be pretty pretty good out there for you, man. All I know is last time out, and our guest was there as well, and I don't think either one of us did very well, and he might have went home with a broken part. I think he got down to, you might have got a little deep. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but but um, yeah, definitely was uh, pretty quick out there. Old Mo was running the low 590s. He ain't been that fast in a while, so that felt good. But hey, man, let's might as well get off into this show and and uh, bring to the stage somebody who just uh, just uh, flat kicked some teeth in, took a lot of names while he was doing it, laid a lot, laid down a lot of packages. Somebody you might not know, I've known for just a little while now, uh, being here in the Texas area. We got Eric Sandlin in the building. Eric, what's going on, buddy? Same old, just another Tuesday evening. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. Hey, I think I've been seeing a lot of people going to chime into this one here, and and um, I've been hearing a lot of a lot of chatter, and and we might get some pretty interesting chats, uh, some comments in the chat that might make us all laugh. So let it all out, dude. This ought to be fun. But uh, start. start I don't with- think I don't think an hour is long enough for that. <laughs> yeah, we gonna fit it all in somehow, dude. I ain't, I ain't stopping until we get it all. Got the easy e out of Eric Works. Look at them; they're already coming in. He, so hey, man. I know most a lot of people in here might already know this story, but honestly, I don't. Right. So the first question, GBR, tell us the story. How did Eric Sandlin get hooked on bracket racing? Uh, it had to be my mother gave me this horrible disease. Oh shoot. <laughs> She was uh, three months pregnant with me. I'm the older of the two. Uh, she was racing at Green Valley back in the day. And that's just how it started. I guess it's in the blood and never quit. I heard that, man. I heard that. That's uh, that's pretty interesting, though. I know. I think I, think I might have got a chance to meet your mom last week for the first time, Eric. Or at... Um... At the oil pastures or cow patties, whatever it was. Yeah, I thought I 
Uh, that might be where I met her for the first time. That's pretty neat, man. What she used to drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my parents still own a '57 uh, 210 business wagon, and they bought it in '77, and she drove it barefooted with a four-speed <laughs> at uh, at Green Valley back in uh, what's now Keller area in Texas. Uh, but that's one of the fondest stories that she will tell anybody so i guess there uh then they had a little t-bucket that was probably some gas pipe welded thing it's dangerous went tens in the quarter mile back in the day it was, i don't know it was wild stuff but you'd have to ask her got it that's interesting man that's you don't hear that you hear a whole lot of my dad got me into it but you don't hear a lot of my mom got me no. into it man no. <laughs> no and that's what that's the that's that's the coolest part about it is, I mean, it was her and another guy, not my dad, and no, my parent, that my mother never went astray, but that he was a family friend, and, you know, he got us into it just as much as she did and kept us going in it, unfortunately, and uh, at, unfortunately at times, let's say that, but uh, we still do it today, and that's my, my brother's the same way, and he'll tell you just the same. But it's because of her. (laughs) Awesome, man. Cool story. So tell us a little bit about your uh, racing program, like what you race, what what engine, what you run, stuff like that. Uh, My truck is a 75 Love. Right now it's got a 378 aluminum headed small block in it. I mean, it's a little higher compression than what I want it to be. Leaf spring slapper bar, nine inch PBR, Mickey Thompson radial. Uh, my brother's is a 434 big tire S10. Uh, we had had around quite a while and really just try to make the most of what we got. There's we don't have a lot, so we got to make the most of what we got. There's people behind us that make it better. So, so what's uh Obviously, it sounds to me like you and your brother both are all about the trucks, man, which, of course, that's probably why you're buddies with George, I'm sure. George's all about those door oh, trucks. Yeah. So what's your theory on those, man? Like, you just like the trucks better? You got any ideas of why Why do you choose the trucks? Because until, I want to say, you know, that trucks started catching on probably about 20 years ago, whenever that round body S10 first started coming out with Pro Stock Trucks came out. But it seems like they've really caught fire in the last five years. So what's your, what's your thoughts on that? You just like it better? Or? It's uh, they, what I've always told, I've always been told two things. It's nice to race a fishbowl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can see out of it. And some people argue, well, you can't see out of the left side of a truck very well. Well, I beg to differ because you got to do your seat different. All right. Not my problem. Uh, I can tell you how to fix it, but it's going to cost you money. Um, but, <laughs> but, and then the other thing was you can never make a truck work. I always heard you can never make a truck work. You never make a truck work. Well, I beg to differ on that because I race one that goes 630s with a nine inch tire and a leaf spring and no front end travel. So it's, I don't want to give up too many secrets. <laughs> But engine placement, transmission placement, 
weight, figure it out. That's I'm, what I look at. And my brother's is a big tire, four length. I mean, and it's got, I mean, good. You, if you put good pieces on anything, it's going to work. You got, you have to spend the money in the correct places, period. I was just having a conversation with my buddy about that earlier, and he said, so, I can't remember his exact phrase. I'll have to look it up here in a second, but it's something you'd agree with. It's basically he's saying as long as you spend the money on the car, the car will pay you back later kind of type deal. But and that's true. And, and to be honest with you, uh, speaking of the whole Caltrax Leaf Springs thing, I've I've started looking into that lately, like just just looking at it type thing. And uh, I mean, my Nova is a ladder bar car anyway, so it's it's you know done what it's it's going to be what it's going to be. But I think that that actually is a lot better than a lot of people give it credit for. As far as uh, I at times think it might be better than a ladder bar. I know you can use them with ladder bars and stuff like that, but Caltrax Leaf Spring with sliders thing, I just feel like it gets stiffer as it needs to be stiffer type thing when it's wheeling. I have never ran Caltrax. Really? I have leaf springs and with slab okay. bar, traction bar. Okay. Oh, I got you. So it's real old school. I, Whenever I built this truck that I raced, not my brothers, but when I built it, I said, you know what? This is what I got to work with. I'm going to make, I'm on a budget. I'm going to make the most of what I have to work with because I'm on a budget. I don't have the power to pull a big tire. So I'm going to leave it as is and figure it out from there and i've had plenty of people in the business when i used to build race cars or assist with building race cars that gave me the knowledge to pass that on to my own equipment and then a lot of times to my friends too you know and that's a that's a struggle in itself at times but i'm fortunate enough to know what to do with what right for the most part and ultimately, it's it's kind of like a carburetor. It's one of those deals where, as depending on who touched it last, it could be good or bad. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Try it. If this don't work, go the other way. Right. <laughs> it's always going to be a way to figure it out. No, but you're you're totally right, man. As far as for uh, passing it on to the buddies as much as you can, I can hear people in here saying, "Hey, tell them we didn't come to hear them talk. We came to get some advice." <laughs> for free <laughs> but uh eric eric works that way you if you got a hit list ae you can write eric works on your hit list he the one and i've seen uh i've seen on maxi in here talking about your 1978 trailer too but you can add him to the list if you want to as well so uh, but... he, he's, he's got he's got the eight and the seven backwards you know uh-huh. he's got the eight and seven backwards <laughs> oh man he's gonna come <laughs> in here in a minute no man so obviously Obviously, E, you uh, you went up to uh, Columbus and and stuck your foot in some rear ends, um, got the draws, whatever you want to call it. You you took it, you took the cookie. Um, tell us what it was like to race on that level. A lot of us in this community, some of us do race big money. A lot of us don't. I've been fortunate enough to be at a couple of big money events myself, but never a fling event. Break down that that event for us and. Uh, We'll get off into some of those rounds, and and obviously you laid 005, I believe, total in the final round. I'm pretty sure I was um, I was awake and 
and running around my house. <laughs> he, uh, you had some cheerleaders out there, and I was one of them. I'm not gonna lie about that. So, so uh, t- talk talk us through the event. E. Uh, first of all, thanks for the cheerleaders at at the racetrack and at home. Yep. No. So, um. That that trip was unbelievable. Whether it turned out like it did or not. Um. I don't know. It's, it it kind of started off as a struggle. Uh, I don't drive my brother's truck much, and it's his brakes are a lot different than mine, so I was having some trouble staging. But uh, you know, you you chase you chase things for you chase different things in this sport, and. I was particularly chasing a big check. Like I have never won a big check that's had my name on it. There's plenty of them. I know it's my screen's blurred, but there's plenty of them behind me throughout my shop that have my brother's name on them, whether it be in his equipment or my equipment. And that's not all the ones that he's kept for himself at home either, but there's plenty of them. And uh, just going through the rounds that day, the, the first couple rounds, my opponent was late, and I'd, I'd laid down some pretty good test runs on Wednesday, and then Thursday, I ran into the Tommy Plot train twice. Okay. I was single. I was only single hitter. My brother was running the A number, and I was running the C number, so we could kind of compare the weight difference, and I could use that, but then... Whenever he lost in the, I think it was a re-entry in the second round, uh, kind of lost that advantage that I possibly built up, which obviously I didn't build it up as much as someone that was doubled, you know, but just kept rolling up there. And I, I just, it, that's one of those days where everybody's got them. You can't do any wrong, whether it be from, Pulling in the staging lanes, putting a dial in on your car, hitting a tree, dialing it, or, you know, driving the finish line. You, you, you just can't do any wrong. And that's the day that I had. I mean, I was, you know, covering a two early and to be 36 round four. And my guy's two red and dead zero. And I'm 36 and 3,000 to the floor. Like, uh, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, I've been there, man. What am I doing here? Type <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I definitely don't belong here. But, it, it, you know, going throughout the day, every win lot meant so much to me because I was just racing on – I race on a budget. And the budget is either you got it to race or you don't. Right. I don't race off of my dinner table. And – I don't take money away from my family and my children to go do this. That's why Max asked, said something about my 78-mile trailer, which is actually 87. But I don't do that. I, I don't. I just don't do that. If there's money, if there's not money in the account, I don't go race. I'll sit here and work or figure out how to make the money to go and race. But the. It just it would every round meant more and more and more, and then a split came, 
And I didn't even realize what round it was. Like I'm just writing numbers in log books and I, I look up, I'm like, God dang, it's round six. <laughs> and they're calling door cars and drags are separate. And we get up there and there's five door cars left. And I thought, man, there ain't many left. I mean, I mean, it's round six, round seven, whatever it was. So I asked the staging lane guy, I said, hey, how many are total left? He said, 10. I said, oh, well, we got to do something here. <laughs> yeah. There's a thought that's running through my head. I've never been in this spot before in my life. And uh, so I wasn't going to say anything because I'm out of place. Like, I'm completely out of place. And Jack Liggett who was in front of me in the staging lanes, who I ended up having to run that round. Uh, we're all about to get in our cars as door car drivers. And he says, hey, we're going to do something here. I mean, there's 10 left. And so we said, yeah, all right. I said, we got to talk about it at least. Talk to staging lane guy. We're like, look, at least have him come up here in person they don't have to bring their cars at least come up here and talk about it so they called them to the stadium lane and they brought the cars and it worked out how it worked out but i didn't i told my brother i said you go handle that i don't want any part of it i don't want to get complacent mm -hmm. i'm afraid that at that point i get complacent and i'm i'm not there for the main reason i'm there for which real reason i'm there to have a good time and spend all the racing money I have at that point. <laughs> right. So that leads perfectly into my next question, kind of, man. And I've, I've been typing over here and kind of writing down some ideas. But uh, you bring up the fact that, obviously, you you and your brother are, are doubling together. So you're both single, just so happens to be in the same vehicle. Uh, so the spring fling obviously you know you run you you won one of the spring fling races where doubles were allowed what was your thought process on uh the spring fling bristol which by the way sold out in what three minutes five three, minutes something, yeah, like, something that. like that 425 yeah. entries all singled um what's your thought process on that what's the advantage to being doubled versus uh versus singled and if everyone's singled or everybody's doubled what's your thought process in, in all that i'm gonna start with the negative uh double i don't like it and the reason i don't is because i'm not a guy that can can afford to double all the time do I, when i double do i feel like i have an advantage of course right the reason that I, I say that is because the person that can double and have the financial ability to be aggressive, right? They, I feel they have a better advantage at what we do. And I don't like that part of bracket racing because bracket racing to me is built on the quote, common blue collar man with not the most money but you if you allow doubles and you're you're allowing the person with the more money to have a better chance to win mm -hmm. and i don't like that 
Mm-hmm. Right. However, and, go I ahead. do like it when you allow it because say my brother and I, like like my brother and I, I could figure out, hey, there's there's a 400 difference between the two of us. Like, you know, 43,000 difference. Okay, well, I can use your runs as my runs, and I do the same with my daughter whenever she foot breaks and I top ball. I use that as another run. And do I like it? No. But when I can afford it, of course, I love it. Hmm. But there's not a lot of times that I can afford it. And, right. it, and I'm sure the masters down there, the masses are, are chatting, going, yeah, you can afford it. Yeah, you can afford it. <laughs> yeah no. Well, the thing is, man, and that's, that's you know, we're, me and you are on the same line of thinking. Um, you know, and I totally understand the reason, the reason why you could run for $30,000, $100,000, you know, now it's over a million, things like that. They're getting ready to run for 500000 this this weekend is because of double entries. That's that's why. Uh, now, I don't know if Great American, if they're singles or doubles or whatever, but I'm just saying in general, the reason we can run for the money we're running for bracket racing right now is because of the double entry guys. Uh, but the reason they have to run for that big money also is because they have to justify paying that big entry fee twice. And that's that's I mean, I didn't say that, but yes, they I get why there's buybacks and why there's double techs and why there's lottos and second chance races. Every I mean, every bracket racer needs to look at both sides of the situation. I am not a promoter. I mean, would I like to do some type of promotion? Yes. Do I have the backing behind me to do it? No. But do I get both sides of the situation? Of course I do. Right. Any logical racer, any logical bracket racer gets both sides of the scenario, whether it be from a track operator standpoint or a promoter standpoint, everybody has to cover their bills. And that's why whenever you roll up there at 10 cars for 30K and you're Lord knows what into a tab, you're like, yeah, maybe I ought to consider talking about <laughs> right. something. Chop it up. Let's you know? do something. Yeah. Let, let, let's talk about getting home. Let's, right. Let's talk about cutting some of the losses on this deal. And there's a lot of people that have the ability to go, nah, don't care. But me personally, I, I like to look at that deal from both sides. I understand why those buybacks. I understand why when you go to your regular local track, and they got 40 cars for top bowl that pays $2,000 that you have a first or second round buyback. And I get that. Like they have to cover their costs and we don't, right. I have never questioned one owner or promoter about what their cost is and got a total tower. But I right. know for a fact that it's close for them, it's it's a tight margin that they have to deal with, and I get that. I understand that completely. Check and ultimately, out. it's it's. Uh, I'm gonna say one thing real quick, George. But ultimately, it's one thing that uh, you know everybody forgets about, which is first of all, the promoters risking a whole lot more than the racer is because the racer is there just for, to have fun. You know, they're not risking their house. But ultimately, 
uh, at the end of the day, no one forced you to go. So if you didn't like the way that it was, then don't go. And then there you go. You don't have to complain about it on the internet. Just don't go. And if it if more people don't like it, then that person goes under and then they're gone. Or you can just sit at home and not participate and someone else will go and they'll have a good time. But people but vote with their wallet. If you sit at home, you have no voice. That's true. That's 100%. Please, somebody snip that comment right there and, and make it a meme because we got a lot of people who will just sit back and talk and never even show up to the race in the first place. I do like Max's uh, Max's take on this one here. And uh, he says, uh, if, if you have to pick one race to travel to from north from Texas, uh, out east or up north, you aren't going to pick a single entry race versus a double entry race. And it kind of does make sense, Eric. I don't know, Casey, if you feel the same, but... But to, to Max's point, and even if I am going to it, I'm still not double entering because my budget doesn't allow me to. Eric, would you would you double? Are you picking a race to go to that you can double in? Uh, because I'm kind of not. I'm just being real. <laughs> Max putting you on the spot? <laughs> no, he's not. I, I just think it's funny coming out of Max because his wife's a lawyer. But anyway. Max. Max. I, I, went, I went to, so on this trip, we, uh, Greg Clark and I flew into Bristol, Tri Cities, and we watched Saturday's 100K at Bristol. We made a trip out of it, okay? And and I had the sole intention that my brother was going to fly home from Columbus on Labor Day Monday, okay? So Eric has the S10 to himself, totally, because Chad wanted to take his stuff to to the WFC 250K. And I thought, okay, you know what? No big deal. I'm just going to single. And because that's all the money I had. And I was fine with it. I was completely fine with singling by myself. I'm sure I see, I see George is giggling over there. Max is probably <laughs> busting me up. But nah. <laughs> I, I had, you know what? I'm fine with singling. I don't care. Uh, the more information, the better, obviously. But I was fine with singling. Do I want to go to the to a race like that and double? Well, of course I do. But more than likely, whenever I get my teeth kicked in third round, I'm probably going to come back and I'm going to try to forget it, but I'm probably going to get my teeth kicked in again because I did yep. the opposite. Go out there, dang, gave it up. 3,000. What do I do? Then I take 10 and I break out. You know, it, it's just the way it is. Right. Like, I mean, there's a lot of, I'm not, I'm not, I'm seasoned, but I'm not seasoned like a lot of these people that we watch regularly on Motor Mania TV go or, or, you know, on YouTube, go rounds and go rounds and go rounds and go rounds and make it look easy. I'm not that guy. I, I never yeah. have been, probably never will be. I will I say that. Day in the sun and I'm good with it. But. Right. I will say that uh, the one thing about double entry that is that is a good thing is, you know, going back to what uh, George was asking you, if you're going to travel and you're going to go somewhere, you know, potentially 500, 600,000 miles away, then... <laughs> 
number one, I would like the option to find one of my buddies to be do like you and your brother did and say, split. hey, let's split the diesel fuel. Let's both drive my car, your car. And then that way we take one trailer, one truck, and we can you know, the disperse data. the expenses that way. Yep. Or I could also say that you know, there's a lot of people that say run their own business or don't have a lot of time off work and things like that. And they can take a week long vacation and they can race essentially if they race, say, gamblers races and all the other races, they could race 10 times in one week. And that's how much a lot of guys that live up north might race all year. Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know. And we're fortunate in the south that we get more opportunities to make more mistakes, to learn from those yeah. that we still don't spend more money. <laughs> Yeah, but we still spend more money. Yes, sure. right, <laughs> right. No, no. But this is a good, uh, a good break point right here, Casey. I think let's take the time right here, switch over to those marketing partners, give them a little bit of air time. We're gonna come back with more from uh, OE, as I like to call them, that Eric Sandlin guy, and uh, get your questions in the chat if you got them. It's been a little bit of fun poking too. Keep it up. This is uh, it's getting pretty entertaining in here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to you. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Power Glide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800 394 5889 BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holder, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. Innovation never sleeps at ProForm, and we're making our popular Black Race Series carburetors even better by adding new features that will set them apart from the competition. Some of the newest features include a newly designed main body with contoured venturas for better airflow and a new inside and outside two-step down leg boosters for increased atomization and better throttle response. Also, newly designed fuel bowls with increased internal baffling for better fuel control and the lower fuel ramp for reduced turbulence. There are also some new upgrades to point out. The fuel bowls now both include nitrofill floats and the throttle base plate now has slab shafts for better airflow. These new features combine with the fully adjustable high flow main body with screw-in air bleeds, billet metering blocks, high performance billet throttle base plate, and aluminum fuel bowls with sight glass windows makes for a great street strip carburetor that packs a punch. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you to everybody who's uh, attending this show today. Uh, Looking pretty good over there in the chat. Thanks everybody for chiming in, giving your uh, words of encouragement. 
and discouragement at the same time at the same time there so can't do this here at going bracket racing without our marketing partners mr brg himself he's actually texting right now yeah, he's out there watching as well casey so crew chief pro in the house uh saw you guys launched a new trailer station uh that you've tested pretty thoroughly that's Pretty, uh, pretty economically friendly. Um, that's my way of saying cheaper than most. Okay, so if you guys didn't see the going bracket racing post that we put out, get a look at it. It does work with Crew Chief Pro software. You got Team 14 Motorsports. You got Syntex Printing out there at Temple, Texas. Ken Jones Performance, probably the best to do it when it comes to tuning an alcohol carburetor, building an alcohol carburetor. That's Ken Jones Performance, in my opinion. Uh, Driven Racing Oil. Thank you for what you do. Best oil out there, in our opinions. Uh, Proform Parts. Uh, definitely, and uh, last but not least, them old boys at, at TSR. So, Casey, I know I had us on mute in the very beginning of the show. I don't know if you want to do it any differently than what I just did it, but uh, hats off to all you guys that uh, keep the lights on here at Going Bracket Racing. So, back to the show? What do you think? Back to the show, man. Back to the I show. Think, I, I think he forgot one. Who I forget? Uh-uh. Driven, racing oil. No, I didn't. Nope. Nope. I said him. <laughs> Come on, That's... Casey. He forgot him, didn't he? It's, hey. the, it's the best racing oil out there. I can't, I use, can't forget that. Use the code GBR10. Get yourself 10% off your order. Thanks to GBR. GBR10. GBR10. Anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of the questions that uh, seems to swirl going bracket racing community quite a bit, Eric, and something that I think you probably can shed light on as you do them both. I'm pretty sure Chad does them both, too. You know, Sandlin Family Racing can go off the bottom or off the top, you know. So give us a rundown. You know, how do you approach both classes? Is it is it the same? Is it different? I mean, you're off the bottom, you're off the top. What, what do you think? Is it like riding a bike? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you asked the wrong Sandlin on that one. <laughs> but, uh, I've always said... And no offense to anybody out there, but I've always said hitting the bottom, uh, at least on the foot brake, is a lot tougher than hitting the top. And it takes no offense to anyone, but it takes more concentration to hit the bottom than it does the top. And yep. I, I used to hit the bottom pretty good uh, when it was the antique bulbs with the incandescents. And... I was all right, you know. Uh, I tried hitting it. My my daughter does it a lot of time in my truck, and they don't get the opportunity. I don't want to take the seat away from her, but uh, she wasn't there a couple weeks ago at the cow pastures. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to hit the bottom and the top. And it was foot brake only. Uh, and I wasn't bad. So that that gave me the, the homework to know if she was hitting it or not hitting it. But to me, it's a lot tougher to hit the bottom than the top. And to those out there that do it and do it in bottom and top bulb, especially here around here, which is unfortunate, they don't turn off crosstalk yep. or uh, foot breakers or bottom bulbers. And that's, that's a shame because I see one guy, Jake Howard, out there do it without it turned off and that dude is salty on top and bottom and he foot breaks in both classes but to me the hardest thing to do in this sport is foot break or hit the bottom uh, 
but it, it's it, it's difficult. And I I wish I was better at it. And I made some good runs the other day, but it was just then whenever it come cutting time, I just fell out of the car and got ran over. <laughs> I've been there, man. The no, I agree with that because. You know, ever since I moved to North Carolina, there's a track real close to me um, that only bottom bulbs, and uh, and that's that's just all they do. It's shorter track. Um, I think literally the reason is because if you have a delay box class, then you know your average delay box car is going to be 550s or faster, and you have a hard time stopping there. Well, I started bottom bulbing there, and obviously I ran junior dragsters, things like that. Not not even the same thing, but the fact of the matter is, is that I've done it before. And I agree with you 100% that bottom bulbing is harder because everybody sees, including myself, you know, I got a back half door car. I can run either either class. Just take the delay box in. I got it on a trailer plug, uh, take it in and out. But you see bottom bulb and you're like, man, all you got to do is be, you know, a lot of times if you're 30 on the tree, you're in the race. If you're 30 on the tree in top, at least out here, you're not even close. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, in a general spectrum. But the fact of the matter is, for sure, in top, if you're 30 on a tree, you're done, unless you're just super lucky. But you could still at least hold enough where you can make something happen in bottom, you know. Um, but you don't realize how hard it is to be averaging a 20 on the tree and a teen on the tree off the bottom. Because like you said, you might be leaving first this first time, and then you might be leaving a second later this next time. And Or the worst case scenario, the hardest thing, in my opinion, always is, when you're about a half second apart, it's like blink, 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 and you're the second guy. That's the worst, man. I see it with my daughter. Like I saw it the other night. We were invited to the the Invitational at uh, Tuesday at at uh, Ennis for the uh, the points deal, you know. And my daughter had a spot of about fifteen fifteen hundreds. She doesn't use a blinder, which she's nineteen years or. Yeah, she's 19 years old and hadn't been racing long. And we're I'm trying to introduce some some stuff to her, and she just I think she got caught in that 1500 spot deal, and she missed. I mean, she missed it bad. And you know, it, it's getting her uncomfortable to be better, but also she doesn't have a whole lot of runtime. But yeah, there there's there's something to that is a, a blinder. You know, whatever it may be. I mean, even if you hold your hand up here or use a index card like Fincham does, like <laughs> sure, like sure, you know, like this is like just block that thing, you know. But there, it's it's a lot. It's difficult. It is very difficult. Even top ball nowadays is it's difficult to win. Mm -hmm. Every everything that we do that we love to do in bracketation is difficult to win and. I don't know that it was any easier back then, but we've learned so much now that it makes it look easier in the past. Hmm. If that right. makes any sense. It's perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. There's there's no ducks anymore, period. I don't think mm -hmm. there were really before because good people are always gonna be good. But I think I do think the car the car used to be able to win you races back in the day. I think now the car can lose you races. You have to have a good car, whereas back mm -hmm. in the day, you didn't necessarily have to have a great car. You just had to be good. But now it has mm -hmm. to be great because there's a better chance for the car 
to lose you a race a lot of times versus the driver. Yes. You also got to be conscious and, of the other car in the other lane. That's 90% great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, you cannot stage nowadays thinking, oh, my 30 pack, 40 packs going to be good in any class. Right. I don't care. I, I tell my daughter, I said, if you're 20 pack or 40 pack, 20 to 40 pack in bottom ball, you got a good chance to win against some others. Right. You have no chance. And that's right. the unfortunate part about what we do right now mm-hmm. is that everything's so good. You know, we, we got to look at loosening this stuff up. But that's that's at the same time why it feels so good to win because you really accomplished something. You know, you didn't just it's very, very rare. You just fall your way into a win anymore. Like you had to at least earn it a few times, you know. Right. Um, So kind of staying on that whole subject of, uh, you know, just things being tough. The original reason I feel like for people to start separating door cars and dragsters was because people thought that dragsters have a predominant advantage over door cars. And that kind of goes back to my thought process of what I was saying earlier in the show about the whole carburetors as good as whoever touched it last. That's for sure the way with door cars. My personal opinion is a dragster, you can bolt a motor from say Huntsville can sell you a motor, TSR can sell you a transmission, and you can buy a brand new race tech dragster, put them all together, it's gonna be 90% good. Because a dragster is just going to, it's a purpose-built machine. Can't do that with a, with a door car or door truck like y'all like to run and stuff like that. You have to work on it. But after you work on it, do you see that there is a major advantage or even a slight advantage to dragsters over door cars? And what would you say that is um, as a whole? Major advantage? Yeah. Well, because my major advantage would be the fact that headwind, because headwind will not affect a dragster. I've driven a ton of dragsters. It'll minimally affect a dragster at most. But a door car, especially like George and I were talking about this the other day, square body trucks like you guys, my Nova's pretty much a brick. Headwind matters. Doesn't matter to a dragster. Yeah. No, 100% agree. The, the, the biggest, the hardest part about running something with doors or a body rather than a dragster is yes, it's for, for one, there, there's two reasons. There, there's two things is you spend more time on the racetrack, so there's more variables. Okay. Second, it's the wind. Um, the, the wind, the draft, things like that affect you. And you got to be able to accom- uh, compensate for things like that. And, you know, it, it just, that's where it makes it hard. I mean, and we're racing bricks, literally right. a brick. Like my stuff doesn't have a tailgate with a bed cover, but my brother's does. And so if there's a tailwind that switches because of a cold front or some weird mess like that, then yeah, it, it, it's hard to look up and go, man, I need to dial down 300 because this cold front's coming in out of the north and the racetrack runs from 
north to south. Mm. You know, it's it's not easy, and that's where realistically the weapon of choice would be a dragon. But you know, you out. I think out east, and I I don't race out there. Realistically, I've never raced out there, but the the out east the the weather tends to not change like it does in Texas or in Oklahoma where we race, and it it it's challenging to have a race car that's good all all year. I mean, we've seen this year we've seen anywhere from a leg a negative eleven hundred feet to above five thousand feet, and we're sitting at 500 feet above sea level <laughs> on a normal day right. and it makes it difficult to race no car right and you that's put a blown dragster together and that thing don't move you know 112 days right right and that's that's kind of what uh bracket racer one over here in the youtube chat says that's why dragster guys can't win in door cars often and i think that kind of is what you're saying Every door car is so much different than every dragster because all dragsters, for the most part, will react the same as long as they're a general, the same combination. Like if you have a dragster with a 540 with one carburetor on alcohol, that dragster with 582, one carburetor on alcohol, it'll be a little faster. But if one picks up, the other picks up. One slows down, the other mm -hmm. slows down. So it's just, I, I agree with what you're saying there. It's just, I think really what we're getting at here as a whole is you have to know your car and that's why i think you see a lot of these older guys who've been running the same car for 20 30 years they know what's going to happen they know the air feels like this or they see dew setting in it's going to do that you know things like that and that's why you can't you can't just have a guy step out and just get in that car and start winning unless they're the elite of the elite like one of the few people i've seen do that is Corey Galletti, who probably has more laps every year than anybody that really races anymore, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, he's got a great vision. He's got a great vision for, mm -hmm. for what transpires on the racetrack. He's young, and I love Corey to death, but tell him to bring that black truck home <laughs> and race it here for a season. Hmm. Let's see how good he does. I love Corey yeah. to death. I love his dad to death. We're, I mean, I've known his dad forever. And, but I'll, I'll tell him straight to his face, bring that thing home to Texas and race it here for a season. And <laughs> I want to watch you get your teeth kicked in. Because <laughs> racing huh? where they're racing right now is, is not the same. And my, you know, uh, my brother's had the opportunity to drive that truck, but come home. Come home and race it for a season. Huh. So, and, and he he has driven both ends, and he will be the first to tell you, I'm not holding that much in that truck. I'm trusting mm -hmm. the truck. Yeah, buddy. And that's a lot of the door car guys. It's like we rely on our equipment to be really good, really good. And, you know, I hate to give it away, but – Whenever we were in Ohio and I won the, the 30, quote, well, 30, uh, I was moving weight and 
you know, trying to put it dead on every lap. But right. I had my, I don't carry my phone with me. But I had a weather app. I didn't have a weather app. I had something else and was just constantly looking at it versus my logbook. Like, okay, what's it going to move? But I'm the guy, too, that you can ask a few people. And whenever it gets humid at home, my hands start sweating. Hmm. Like I, I, whenever the sun goes down, I know the humidity goes up. And I'm, we're on methanol. So I start, okay, where am I at? I look at my humidity. Okay, I got to start moving numbers because my hands are sweating. Mm. And it's stupid. I get mm. it. It's stupid. But, but that, it works. It that's works. my old school style. Right. Like, something yeah. doesn't feel right. I shouldn't be sweating after dark, but I was. So and, speaking of, but uh, since we were on the subject of Corey Galletti specifically, He's a guy who goes to all these mega mega races pretty much any time one's there. I'm sure he's in Montgomery right now. I mean, obviously he is. He was there last week. Yeah. So since since you competed at that Columbus race, uh, what is your what is your uh, thought process as far as the uh, quality of? I don't want to say quality because obviously they're all high end racers there and everything. They're good racers, but racing there with what is supposedly the best of the best, greatest of the great versus racing at home, which one's tougher or is one not tougher than the other or is, or, you know, whatever. What's, what's your opinion of that going all the way to the final round? To a, to a weak pea-brained person like me that gets nervous in, in high tense situations, it was a lot tougher out there, but it, and it's funny that you asked me that question because the following day after I won, Johnny Ezel, he's a buddy of ours, and, and I know Johnny. I love Johnny, and and he come up and he said, you know what? You're never going to win if you're not here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see you here. I'm glad to see you do what you did. And that meant a lot. Like, I I love Johnny to death. And I met Johnny way back when, way before a lot of people knew who, who Johnny Ezel was. I met Rose, his mother. And I never, I didn't meet his dad then, whenever I met Rose. But uh, that meant a lot. But honestly, it's, it to me, to my weak brain and mind, it wasn't any different than any other daily or any Saturday night race at home. It it felt different to me because I was on, I was basically on borrowed money. Like I didn't, I wasn't borrowing any money, but I had a backup plan to get home. Mm. And every win lot meant so much to me, but whenever it was done, it was, it was special. It was, I've never been that excited to win a, a one round, much less, the second round much less the third and then the fourth and it every round meant that i was putting diesel money in my pocket to get home so mm-hmm. i don't know how many people feel that way but it it was honestly it wasn't any different than a saturday night race at 
Ardmore Dragway or XRP or, uh, you know, Abilene back in the day or Kennedale back in the day. It, it really wasn't any different. This had, I put more pressure on myself. Hmm. And, or I didn't put more pressure on myself and I just went with the flow. I don't know. I mean, I'm a thousand miles from home. So whatever happens, happens. Right. I'm good. I got a backup plan. So you think that was a part of the skill set? Because my next question is skill set. It surrounds what you feel would be a skill set that everybody needs to have to turn on more wind lights. And your answer to that last question kind of just, it stuck with me a little bit there. Kind of the kind of go with the flow or more nonchalant or versus you're at a big money race or you're going to put more pressure on yourself. But Eric, what would you say, man, as a as far as for skill set goes, and if you want to see more wind lights, this is an opinion based uh, community. I want to know Eric's opinion of what skill set does a driver need to turn on more wind lights? Uh, we we need a simulator. Hmm. We need a three hundred sixty degree simulator. Hmm. That costs about yeah. five grand sitting in the shop. Hmm. Probably more than that. <laughs> hmm. You know. That, mm -hmm. that, realistically, that's what I want. But, you know, it, you find someone to build it and they will come. We will yep. buy them and we will buy the updates. Mm -hmm. But but that day, I mean, I couldn't do any wrong. I, I just, I couldn't do any wrong. I, I drove over my head, got away with it, had luck where I needed to get away with it. And I realistically, we need runs. We have to have runs. runs. And I'm seeing this with my my 19 year old daughter. Like I, she needs to have the runs. She has the tools in the toolbox, but we got to have runs to learn how to use those tools in the toolbox. And even whenever you go out there and you got to run for the money. Say you unload, and your first time run is run for the money, and it's a staggered tree, and you get spotted by a 520 dragster, and you're going 650. Huh? Mm -hmm. Look around. Figure out how much you took or you didn't take. Tell yourself before you get to the ticket booth, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I, I took 20, and, you know, if you don't see the scoreboard, which sometimes we don't here at home, Maybe I took 15, but I know I was good up front. You know, you got to recognize what you were up front. You got to know where you're at with your race car. Realistically. And, and be truthful with yourself. Period. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people, uh, it'll answer a lot of people's questions. Um, as far as it, it's not shocking to hear seat time be the actual, um, yeah. the way. And then on top of that, the simulator part, that's a hundred percent. It's, it's a hundred percent would be a game changer, especially if you can go 360 all the way around, you can look behind you and something that actually simulates it down to the, to the 10 at the line where you can put in a computer that says, Hey, I want the opponent to 
to be double O this, take that, or double O this and run that close to his dial in, and you sit there and try to get under it every single time and watch how good you get. Hey, where's where's Danny Hoff? I know Danny Hoff can do that. I'm, wait, hey. <laughs> hey, if if the electrics take over, then guess what? No, no, Those no, no, uh, no. simulators will pop up. I already ruined that deal for Danny Hoff, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> uh, Hey man, so I got one one other uh, question here for you, which would be if you could change anything across the spectrum of bracket racing for say twenty twenty four. Let's just say you only get one too, so don't go picking like nine thousand things because we've had a lot of people do that lately. But uh, what what would you change if you could only change one thing? Can I get change two? anything? Can I get two? Yeah, you you can have two. We'll give you two. Okay, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you two. As long as you're going to give me two, I'll give you two. Two. All right. Two. <laughs> Which do you want first? You want the oldest or the newest? Old to new. It don't old matter. To new. Old, old to new. George says old to new. Let's go back to the incandescents. I agree with that. Stacy, you get the new. Get rid of the grid. I ain't worried about the seven L three is all you can have. Get rid of the grid and the incandescents or the LEDs and let's race like men. Let's work on our race cars like we used to and hit the tree like we used to. And let's loosen this stuff up. Hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't be worried about I do agree with you as far as the as far as the grid being able to tighten things up with being able to to control the timing, control the hit and feed in power and things like that. Uh, a lot of people get confused on the whole cheating aspect of the grid. Um, but so I agree with that on parts and not on other parts. But as far as the incandescents go, I can tell you for a fact, I caught the tail end whenever I turned 16. I caught the tail end of where smaller tracks still had the incandescents. And I can tell you for a fact that you had to, first of all, know what you were doing and know where you were at when you're crossing over. Cause a lot of times it is not an advantage to be the fast car when you don't have crosstalk, because when you have to cross over, you might have to add 10 at your local track. You might have to add 30 at this other track that has really pointed away hmm. or some tracks you might not have to add any. Hmm. And I mean, it's, I agree with that. I don't see the point. I really don't see the point at all as to why crosstalk was ever invented personally. Hmm. I actually like crosstalk. I think he said incandescence. I don't know yeah. if he said get rid of crosstalk. Oh, yeah. well, but but I like the, the I like so, the process. Well the no, crosstalk no, no, with I, I, I do like the crosstalk deal, but let's get rid of the LEDs. LEDs out. Yeah. Bring, that would be bring interesting. The, <laughs> bring the hey. bring the, uh, the the incandescence back with the crosstalk and no grit. <laughs> And my I'm gonna, vote is I'm gonna make if if a lot of people see this, I'm gonna make a lot of people mad. When was the last time without a grid that you saw a even a 440 dragster go down the racetrack consistently on a racetrack that was not great consistently? Hmm. Well, I don't know because back whenever uh Whatever before, because the grid's been around 20 years, so it'd be really hard for anybody to remember that because there weren't 440 dragsters back then. Exactly my point. You see, so you see, some one of them nowadays that go down the racetrack at four, 
My stuff over here in the corner, we just blurred out. <laughs> you know, they y'all blurted it out for a reason. I, I <laughs> blurted it for a reason. It's got a 7L3 in it. It's got a 9-inch tire with a sleeve spring and a slapper bar. Yep. There's, Same here. Mm. You know. I don't got to agree it. <laughs> you asked the question, I answered, and I'm sorry to the masses that don't like my answer, but that's my honest opinion. Yep. If you if you don't like it, then change, and I will. Right. I will be the first one to pat you on the back and go, "Man, your car's good, dude. Your car's real good, going four eighties." Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, no. Well, and that's a, And I told y'all before this show started that I've been building fences all day, so that's why I keep messing up where I'm thinking about here because I was about needing a nap before we even got on here. Just saying, but. <laughs> You know, I was muted before, so nobody knew that. I'm just saying. But no, I agree. The uh, I I agree with uh, parts of that for sure. Um, as far as uh, the consistency factor, I think you would see a lot of people change what they're doing uh, with it available. Though, I mean, go as fast as you want because you can make it work. Um, but it would be it would be, you know, for example, George, you'll know, and I'm I'm sure Eric will will know the name as soon as I say it. Remember how Buddy Farrell dominated Gateway's Megabucks series for like five, six years? He always won one of them, and he was always dialed 503 or 508 in mm -hmm. that red car, remember? Yep. I think, he, red I think he misspoke. I think he missed his last name. No, for real? Like, buddy, for real. For real. He's the boys for real. <laughs> for real. Everybody knows Buddy for real. Uh, you know what? There was a point in time where that 50 to 510 – 20 range dragster those dudes were almost impossible to take down for a while because that is it was just different it's in between everything where at that point you might have been seeing some 470 460 dragsters but they were few and far between you know what i mean um but so eric man we know we've heard you make mention and uh felt a good time to bring up the newest sandlin and sam sandlin family racing and uh we know that you are grooming trinity how is the training coming along? Um, she is she mixing it up pretty good in your opinion. Got a long way to go. What you think? I know she's probably listening, so you better be careful. <laughs> Maybe listen. She's up there at the house putting a some piece of furniture together. She bought. Uh, <laughs> uh, better better her than you. <laughs> you know, yeah yeah I don't. I don't. They know now that I don't deal with that, but <laughs> she's coming along. She's uh, learning a lot and starting to use some tools and that are in the toolbox that she's not comfortable using or not really needing to use at times or know how to use, but she's, she's trying and uh, kid's going to be salty. Like I off the bottom or foot break, she's uh, I'll I'll put her up against the best in the country anytime if I have the money, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh oh she's she's doing good. She's coming up and she needs it it goes back to that deal, it just needs seat time. Yep. She needs some seat time and 
to learn with new tools and uh, she'll be all right. Yep. She's got all the tools she needs. She's got to learn and how that's, to use them tools. That's another thing that goes back to our back and forth about double entries too. The best time to get seat time is to find some big race that's affordable, double enter it, and you'll bare minimum. If you think about it, if you just say you get a time run every day, hypothetically, which we know that doesn't happen anymore, but let's just say. So you'd get two time runs, you'd get two first rounds, and you would and you'd get two buyback rounds. You get six every single day if you never win one. Right. You know, no matter what. Right. Multiply that by three or five. I think there's a lot of people out there that do stuff like that when they get new combinations and things like they don't necessarily go out there trying to light everything on fire, although that's always the goal. But to get the seat time in, you can get a month's worth of runs in in one weekend. Oh, hold it. Hold it. Why? Why is he holding his hand? Hold up? it. You never hold, know, man. Hold it. Stuart probably got me muted again. Stuart, Stuart, I can't say your last name. I think it's Olin. Olin. Uh huh. Pas he says uh, Pasquale. That's Poo Poo Pasquale. It's Poo Poo. Okay. Yeah. Poo Poo said race him on the bottom for five G's. Uh oh. He <laughs> got that kind of money. Tell him. He <laughs> got that kind of money, Poo Poo. It takes all that. <laughs> Boy, I ain't seen very many call-outs here on GBR, Eric, but you brought them in. Tell them, tell them, I will if your foot breaks. I don't got to <laughs> tell them. You just, you just told him, hey, poo-poo. Hey, he said he's in. You got to uh, you gotta, gotta let go uh, with the feet, man. I don't man. have five grand, but I'll, 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 I'll hit it off the bottom if you're in a foot break. Five we grand on the Will we begin to see the burnout championship of the world? Because didn't he make the tower disappear the other day? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Boy, he had some antique-ass good years, too. <laughs> he said he didn't do it. Can he go deep? No, he can't go deep. <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. He said you can go deep. I'll, I'll tell you what. Go deep. I'll tell you what. I'll bring, I'll bring the cameras. And all the video equipment to make sure we get that live if y'all do it. That's all I got to tell you. Legit. I'll be there. Legit. Let's I'll go. I'll be there. Tell <laughs> you get that turn on it, we'll go. We can make it happen this Thanksgiving, according to Maxie. I love poo-poo. <laughs> I freaking love poo-poo. <laughs> hey, man. If y'all don't know who poo-poo quality is, you better check them out. <laughs> They've been living under a rock. <laughs> Jason over, over street loose chain say he'd be out there betting. <laughs> we have some money running on it. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh man. Man, Eric, we we appreciate you getting on here with us tonight, man, and uh and talking with all the GBR people, giving us a little bit of entertainment, but we always want to give the people the opportunity to thank whoever they need to thank before we get off the show, man. So who do you got to thank to that helps you with your racing program or just general life, whatever. Well, I I apologize. So, a couple. Um, first of all, the good good Lord above that gives me an opportunity, you know. And then, uh, uh, Mickey Thompson Tires, uh, West Maycarps. Sorry, Ken Jones. <laughs> West Maycarps. Um, I need some of them TSR. Racing products for this transmission over here that I got to pull out again. Uh, <laughs> I saw you uh, had it out last week. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, George. <laughs> uh, uh, 
West May Carbs, obviously. Uh, Mika Thompson. Uh, Y'all, Men's Motorsports have been huge for our programming. I don't think a lot of people uh, look at them as people for shocks in the bracket racing world. Them dudes are salty. They're salty. And they do people a good service. Uh, GPE starters, alternators at Oklahoma. And then my wife and my family. The, my wife told me eight years ago, ten years ago, I'll buy you a nice set of golf clothes. You would quit, quit drag racing. I said, nah, ain't happening. I was building this truck. And you know what? I ain't quit yet. So, uh, those mean a lot to me. And I appreciate y'all. Oh, man. Yeah. Enjoyed it. That was great. No, that was we great. We need to do it again. We sure. can, too. Trust me. There ain't nothing to it. But, uh, Casey, man, what you got in closing? Anything? Man, I was just going to say, we got a lot of people over here on YouTube. We still got a bunch on Facebook. We might as well give away one of these TSR certificates that Eric was yeah, talking about over here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how are we going to do it? We'll see. Type what in. Uh, what are we doing? Visit, T- visit TSR He's for your it. racing transmissions. <laughs> that's a that's a poo-poo Pasquale phrase right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So but, it's a phrase that pays then, huh? Make it where they spell his name, his last name right, and, uh-huh. then, yeah. and then they get it. <laughs> Here Everybody t- who's... Phrase that pays. Visit TSR for your racing transmissions. You type that in, get entered into a drawing, in case you send you out a $100 gift card. Especially those who, they all waited to the end of the show, too. I like that, Casey, man. Maybe we ought to do that more often. I need a one Andy straight cut. A straight cut? <laughs> we can take long, it I need a long one Andy straight cut. That's what I got in the in the 650 Nova right now. It doesn't even have the possibility of breaking it. <laughs> I got my Excel sheet up. Let's see who we got uh, typing in the phrase that pays. Visit TSR for your racing transmissions. I will accept typos. It's okay, guys. Um, sometimes it's hard to hear. Yep. Hey, thank y'all. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, anytime. But no, this uh so I guess the next race we got going on in the area is gonna be the oil pastures. You going? Are we still live? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God dang, I gotta go. Go go well, go. <laughs> he gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> Casey, how about that dude? He had to go to the bathroom. Middle of the show, gets up, goes to the bathroom. He can get away with it. It's all good. <laughs> well technically it's the end. <laughs> right, right. Good good point. Let's see. Got, you got them all put in yet? How the heck am I going to do that? You know, still got them coming in. I'm putting them in. Con... Casey, man, we got a pretty big race going on. I guess we can feel some dead air. You know what I mean? Who? Uh, yeah, man. 500K on the line, dude. Yeah, 40 grander starts tomorrow. Uh, I don't think there's anything where you can watch the, the 128-car dragster shootout where I believe you get a Folk race cars stage one chassis or an American stage one chassis. Obviously winner gets to pick what they want. Runner up gets the other. Uh, can't go wrong either way with either one of those 40 grander starts tomorrow. There's three forty surrounding the 500 K race. 
Uh, I want to say the 500K is going on on Friday. So 385 car cap. I don't know if they met the cap. I knew they had a couple left as of today, but they they closed entries after I want to say this dragster shootout. They won't be accepting any gate entries, so it will for sure be capped at maximum 385 cars. I know they were real close to it. So I would assume knowing Britain Galen, that is a progressive purse, but the way they've done things in the past, I would suspect that $500,000 will be getting paid to the winner on Friday. Right. Yeah, and I'm going to guess that too. We know how they get down, so... Um... What about what about the the race itself? I mean, like like I said, I think we thought it was going to happen last week, and um, and so we were calling it to happen last week, Casey. As Eric joins us back, I'm pulling back into the screen here, but we were calling that to all happen last week, and um, we talked about the the, the weather change, the, those types of things. Um, those cars are going to be pretty tight out there this weekend, if I'm uh, if I'm right. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Is this the race last year where we saw Larice go like 380? No, that was actually, well, it might've been, I can't remember. Um, but every, I, I remember that it might've actually been the million a couple years ago down there. It was a Southern race, but everybody was saying the track was junk, but yet holding the Reese is going dead on going like 389 every single run. So right. it can't be that bad. Right. <laughs> so um, you know, ultimately it's, it's just one of those deals, man, where, uh, we all got to figure our own stuff out. We've all had those issues. We've all wanted to blame someone else for our problems, but ultimately the only person that can fix your race car is the person, you know, either who you're paying to fix it or the person driving it. So, all right. All right. Good, good point there. Keep filling the air, man. I'm still typing names in. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll refrain from comment. <laughs> last chance What's guys i'm almost done here getting ready to head over to the old random random bot y'all don't let me get in there because i'll win it <laughs> <laughs> oh. I need a new 180 gear set hey man they're they're about as indestructible as they get i can tell you that that's once you get those in there they don't you don't have to worry about that taking the tranny in and out and I can tell you that's a pain. I've done that just as much as anybody in the last oh, couple of years. I've pulled the transmission out of this thing at least five times this year for converter change. or Then I broke a gear set at Cow Pastures and had to come home. Then we had a Tuesday race and Invitational and had to throw something together in a couple of days. And it was... It all it was all good on jack stands until I got it on the yeah. It wasn't so good. Right. But it was good. It was consistent. It just don't feel good. So right. That's why it's, I know, well, you can see a lot of daylight on me. <laughs> yeah, you just got to move over. <laughs> you can see it. It's on jack stands now, ready to get the transmission out of it and start over for Thanksgiving and we're going to go to, I think our plan is to go to CP's race on and uh, State Capitol for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to showcase that flyer. That's what's called the uh, Del, Del, Del Pelage Memorial Race. Yeah, yep. what is Pelage? Pelage, yep. I always called him <laughs> Polish, and I knew I was wrong, and I read it again, and I was like, I got to be wrong saying Polish. 
So it's got to be Pelage. It just makes sense. Yep. Wow. Either way, we going? Hey, man, you know, um, it's on. Motorhome now. I know, right? It's on my list of things to do, but I feel like the family might be coming in town for Thanksgiving, and uh, that might make it a little tough. So. They can um, follow your butt down there. Too. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I heard their racers too. My dad, they definitely <laughs> be going, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, y'all understand, we're going down here. Right. <laughs> hey, just throw a turkey leg out each window. Each one. Get them all the follows, huh? <laughs> I'm in case a minute. Let me see. We got 16. I'm going to generate. Actually, let me go ahead and uh, share my screen so people know I ain't cheating. Hold Max. on. Max. McLaughlin wins. He didn't even he didn't even enter. That dude uh -oh. has a horseshoe stuck up his butt so far. <laughs> Maxie didn't even enter. It's like Doc Max, what are you doing? Is he still here? Nope. Nope. He's talking about buy this Mustang and you get a uh you get a one eighty straight cut in the transmission. He's got a Mustang. Yeah, he here. is. I know he is. <laughs> Let's see. All right, I'm gonna cut the screen in, guys. We're gonna do three pulls. The third person will win the go. Win the go to TSR. I'm number one. Kevin Moore. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Great show. I would say other than that, of course, one more time. Thanks to GSR Racing Products, BRG 3D Printed Parts, Syntex Printing, Driven Racing Oil. Don't forget to use code GBR10. Get yourself 10% off. Proform Parts. Visit ProformParts.com for all your carburetors, alternators, parts, tools, and accessories. And Crew Chief Pro Software. Visit CrewChiefPro.com. George, I guess we will see him next Tuesday. Hopefully, I'll be doing some good at the Roger Rhodes race this weekend. We will see him next Tuesday, and I muted Casey in the beginning. I'm sorry uh, nobody heard the winner, but Kevin Martin, hey, you won. Well, <laughs> congratulations. Make sure you get your, your address information out to us on the Going Bracket Racing uh, Facebook page or send us an email at goingbracketracing at gmail.com. And uh, until next time, as, uh, as we always do, guys, see you guys next Tuesday. Special shout-out, Eric Sandlin, Sandlin Family Racing. Thanks for joining us here today. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe out there. Take it easy.